Chicago Bulls head coach Billy Donovan continues to say all the right things leading up to the start of the season. The biggest question is, will those things hold true once the season starts and the Bulls face some adversity? We're going to talk about the importance that Billy Donovan has with this coaching and some of the things that need to change over the course of the season. We're also going to talk about Patrick Williams not getting a contract extension by the deadline and where that deal may fall for him and looking at some of the other rookie extension deals that were given out yesterday. And then lastly, we're going to talk about what would constitute a successful season for the Chicago Bulls this year. We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly than that, you can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And first up, we're going to talk about Billy Donovan. He made more comments today, and, you know, it was we made fun of it over on Locked on Bulls, but it was another thing that we've been talking and asking for Billy Donovan to do for quite a while, right, as Bulls fans, and that was him saying that he wants to run more catch-and-shoot opportunities for Zach Levine this upcoming season. Zach Levine even factoring in that and saying, yes, he would love to run more catch and shoots, but ultimately, you know, coming off backdoor screens, things like that, Zach Levine just wants to be a more impactful player. And those things combined, hopefully, are going to show out and help the Bulls do the things that they do better. Zach Levine is one of the most deadly catch and shoot players in the NBA. He is a top three player off catch and shoot percentages in the modern NBA, right? So, Again, that's what those are playing towards players' strengths, and it really does highlight something that Billy Donovan just has not done well over the last couple of seasons as the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. And you guys know, I'm not the biggest Billy Donovan guy. I will give him praise for the things that he does do well, right? And when he does coach well, I will. But one of the things that we've constantly seen with Billy Donovan is the lack of using players in the in the best areas that fit and suit their game, right? We talked about, you know, Vooch not having more pin-down opportunities and more post-and-go opportunities, not necessarily true traditional uh, post-ups where you can do back-to-the-basket things, but like, you know, post-and-drive type things for Nikola Vucevic. Those are things where Vooch really does excel at. Some playmaking for Nikola Vucevic as well. We know in his first season, Vooch was made basically a three-point shooter. Now, in the second season with the Chicago Bulls, second full season, I should say, second full season with the Chicago Bulls, last year, he really, Vooch absolutely started taking less threes and operated more towards the basket. And Vooch has already talked about as well. One of the things that he talked about with this team before deciding to re-sign with the team is how he is used in in the scheme. And so hopefully we're seeing that. Using more uh, catch-and-shoot opportunities for Zach Levine, definitely something that can help strengthen his game, right? Kobe White. Yeah, I don't really put Kobe White's, you know, his growth on a, on Billy Donovan's development or anything like that. I just put it on Kobe absolutely becoming a dog. But as well, you want to run similar things for Kobe White as well. Don't just make him a spot-up shooter because that's not what he is. Kobe White is a scorer. He's not a shooter, right? And so to have those things work for him and Zach Levine, who are both scorers in that backcourt together, it means you're going to have to run some ball-handling opportunities for some of the other players on the team. And that means Patrick Williams. That means uh, Nikola Vucevic, right? That definitely means uh, DeMar DeRozan at times as well, especially if DeMar is going to keep doing the things that it seems like he's doing in preseason and trying to facilitate a little bit more while picking his spots a little bit more objectively. So, you know, those are things that you want to see. And one of the biggest things with Billy Donovan is not just saying the right things, right? It's doing them, right? Practicing that. Being, being an actual coach, I've said it now in a couple of episodes leading up to the start of the season, this is one of the seasons where it's most important that Billy Donovan actually coaches, 
right, actually comes up with the scheme, actually checks guys as well who aren't doing things that that aren't part of the scheme. And what, I, what I've said before, right, Billy Donovan, I would hope, up until this point leading into the start of the season, which is going down tomorrow, that Billy Donovan has been Stop. If somebody's moving with not moving when they don't have the ball, if they're standing around watching DeMar, watching Zach, watching Kobe go to work, stop practice and tell, ask them why. What are they doing? And either sit their ass down or, or make sure you keep bringing the importance to them of why they need to move when they don't have the ball. These are things, right? And so even when you're looking at the bench, right, we don't have the best scorers coming off the bench on this roster, right? But we have a very solid defensive bench that can get out and transition, things like that as well. The biggest question is, 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 is Billy Donovan this season going to utilize his players better to their ability or is he going to keep trying to force a scheme on them that doesn't work for everyone or force them into specific roles because of, you know, other needs on the team, right? This, for this team to really take that next step up, a big part of what's going to have to come in that is using the players that you have and that you should now be more familiar with in better ways than what you've used them over the last couple of years. Better player, player utilization to their skill set is what can be the difference between this team being 26, 24th, whatever they were in, uh, in offense last season, and being a more respectable offensive efficiency team, right? And so, yes, the other things, passing the ball around more, moving the ball, finding, creating seams, shooting more threes, playing uh, with a quicker pace when you can, all those things are great. But if Billy Donovan doesn't hold true to that once this team faces a little adversity and hold the players accountable to it as well, then you're not doing your job out there. And this is why I keep saying that it's one of the most important seasons that Billy Donovan actually coaches this team this season. And so hopefully we see that, right? And so hearing, you know, Billy Donovan say the right things is good. I know a lot of people are going to take that and make headlines based off, oh, do you know the Bulls are going to run more catch and shoots? Well, hey, Hayes has been sitting in the studio in his basement for the last two and a half years telling Billy Donovan to run more catch and shoots. Who would have thought that me sitting in my basement, I, I would have cracked something before Billy Donovan cracked and he's a head coach in the NBA. Is it sarcasm in my voice? Absolutely. But hopefully we do see it come out a little bit more for this team this upcoming year. Because I tell you what, if you want to have the success when you haven't made huge changes to your roster, you've made some key changes in areas that I definitely think are going to help. But how you use those players is going to be telling. And hopefully we actually see the players utilize a little bit better this year. Now, I did drop a, a episode right after the extension deadline dropped yesterday and Patrick Williams did not get his deal. Kind of just briefly talking about some things there. Not really going highly in detail. It's about a five-minute video. You guys can go and check that out if you want to hear some of my initial thoughts. But as we all know now, Patrick Williams did not get his rookie contract extended by the Chicago Bulls um, at the at the deadline. So that puts a little bit of pressure on P. Will, right? That's, that makes it a prove-it year for P. Will. I called it in the episode, Prove It P, right? That's what he has to be this season. But when you really look at it, the Bulls, to me, and I know a lot of Bulls fans have now said, oh, this means he's going to walk. This means that. No, it doesn't. This is a calculated risk by the Chicago Bulls. And for those that really don't know, and I think there were some misgivings because I saw some like miscommunication in a couple of comments Patrick Williams is not going to be an unrestricted free agent next year. He's still going to be restricted. And so the Bulls really are playing with a place where they hold the cards regardless. And that's not to say that they hold all the leverage in negotiations, right? If Patrick Williams steps up, he gains a lot of leverage in those negotiations now that he could become a restricted free agent. But then since the Bulls, it's a calculated risk, meaning this, he's restricted. So the Bulls have the right to match any offer that Patrick Williams can get. He's in a similar situation to what Kobe White was last year. So now Patrick Williams, and if he steps up this season, hey, the Bulls are probably going to pay him much like they did Kobe White before he even gets a chance to meet with other teams. 
if he doesn't necessarily step up in a major way, maybe makes minor improvements at that point in time, if they're far apart on the contract, it can go one of two other ways, right? It can either go the way of like Zach Levine when he was a restricted free agent, even though that was a different front office. They can go out. He can find his own deal. The Bulls can match it. Easy. Boom. We keep it moving, right? Or it can get to the point to where uh, Patrick Williams makes a minor step, him and the Bulls negotiate, and then they end up coming to an agreement before he can go go, uh, go out there um, you know, and, and, and do that. But, you know, if Pat, if Patrick Williams makes a, a huge step this year, then the Bulls still aren't at any risk, right? You give him whatever the, the max money or the most money that he wants, you keep it moving because at that point he would have earned it by stepping up, right? And that's not to say that Patrick Williams, I, I see a lot of Bulls fans, they talk about Patrick Williams in either one or two ways. Either he's, he's terrible or, oh my God, he has the potential to be this. It's just the coaching, this, this, and this. It's really the truth is somewhere in the middle when it comes to Patrick Williams. He's definitely stepped up in some areas. And while some Bulls fans like to paint it as if Patrick Williams does nothing good out there, I've even seen some foolish-ass comments as, like, Patrick Williams isn't an NBA player. Why would – no, that's fucking stupid. You're, you don't become the least scored-on player in isolation if you're not an NBA player. And Patrick Williams has stepped up. When you look at uh, 41% shooting from three-point range last season, albeit on 3.4 shots per game, but that is a solid percentage coming off it. You can't deny that. He even took more shots last year, 8.3 shots versus the six that he took the year before that and 7.3 the year before that. He took a minor step up with shooting 46% from the field, 46% from the field and scoring 10 points per game. The, the areas that Patrick Williams really needs to improve in is just being consistent. This is a season where, if you, especially going into now a contract year, you cannot, in my opinion, now lose your starting position, right? Again, you're going to lose your leverage if that's the case. And not to say that Billy Donovan just – just can just sit him down. It's like, oh, well, now we don't have to pay Patrick Williams. No, your play needs to dictate what you get out there. And so, you know, I, I, I think this is going to be a season where, you know, Patrick Williams has talked a lot about what he wants to be, uh, the fact that he wants to make an impact, the, the fact that he feels like he can be a player that can take a step up. He even said before, he feels like he's going to surprise a lot of people this year. That has to pr be proven true for Patrick Williams to get the money that it may be rumored that he wants, whether it's $20 million, more than $20 million, whatever it is. Now, when you look at some of the other deals that were given on rookie uh, contracts, I'm looking at a couple of key ones for Patrick Williams. and what Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. That may mean for him, right? So when you look at it, uh, Josh Green getting three years, $41 million. Denny uh, Adavia getting four years, $55 million. And uh, Jaden McDaniels getting five years, $136 million. So when I look at it, what that tells me is that I think Patrick Williams' realistic expectation is somewhere between the two of those, of, of, of those deals, right? Now, could he hit the high point of that? It really de depends on what Patrick Williams really comes in and he, and he is this year because if he is something big for this team, then, you know, maybe you can talk yourself into him getting Jaden McDaniels-type money. But I think where it's going to ultimately end up falling out, if I'm being honest, it's probably going to end up falling somewhere between all of that, right? And so, listen, I think that when it comes down to it, 
Patrick Williams has a lot to prove this season. And there's going to be a lot of, I won't necessarily say pressure, but there are a lot of eyes on Patrick Williams and what he needs to be and what he needs to become this season to get the to get a long-term big money contract extension. I still put it, and I said this over on Locked on Bulls, I still put it at a 90% chance that Patrick Williams is going to still be a Chicago Bull. I'm leaving that 10% just because anything can happen. It's the NBA. You just never know. Things can get can get crazy at some point in time. But I think really ultimately when it comes down to it is that Patrick Williams has to show something. And much like I said in the episode yesterday after the extension deadline went through, is that it's not just about scoring. And a lot of people kind of boil it down when it comes to Patrick Williams just to scoring, and that's not really what it is. It's more than scoring when it comes to Patrick Williams. But you have to then go out and be so good defensively. Like when you look at Jaden McDaniel's contract, right, a very, very, uh, you know, a lot of um, – incentives based off defense and specifically with Jaden McDaniels it's it's defensive player of the year all team defensive right so when you look at it I think that that Patrick Williams is a better player than Josh Green he's a better player than Denny in my opinion I don't think he's been better than Jaden McDaniels overall yet I think when you look at what Jaden's been as a third option even though their numbers are are close their numbers aren't too far off right so when you look at it right um for that the, the annual salary, Devin Vassell, for example, who I do think is better than Patrick Williams, $27 million per year. Jaden McDaniels, $27 million per year. Denny uh, is getting $13 million per year. So right now, with what we've seen from Patrick Williams, and that's just to say if he maintains what he was last season, maybe being a little bit more consistent, not losing that starting spot, cons- consistently given that, but those numbers stay the same, That's temp- Denny's getting 10% of your salary cap at $13 million. So I think realistic right now with what we've seen, Patrick Williams can probably get between, because I think he's better than Denny, so I think between 15 and $18 million is a fair price for Patrick Williams. Now, if the rumors are true that he wants more than $20 million, he's going to have to step up and show quite a bit this upcoming season in growth of his game. Like, keep in mind, right? And what did we talk about with Kobe? Kobe grew his game last season where technically he had one of the worst statistical years shooting the ball, right? And that you need to see Patrick Williams just understand especially at being the four, right? And we can talk about him being better at the three or four. That's what his position is. Owning your position, playing a little bit better in that. So that's what you want to see from Patrick Williams. Like, like I said, I, I, when you look at other players that didn't get their rookie contract extensions, uh, Sadiq Bey makes sense there. Emmanuel quickly makes some sense there that he didn't get it as well, just considering what they have going on there. They're, you know, trying to put packages together for Joel Embiid, things like that. Obi Toppin didn't get his uh, contract extension either. You know, going over to the Indiana Pacers, you got some things to prove and show there. Precious uh, Achua didn't get his rookie contract extension either. When you look at all those players, I think that it all lines up and makes sense that why they didn't get their 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 contract extension right right now. The deadline, like I said, calculated risk by the Chicago Bulls. Ultimately, it comes down to what are you going to show us, and if you show it, the Bulls are going to be more than willing to pay him, and they're probably going to pay him regardless. Be willing to pay him some type of money, but it comes down to if Patrick Williams wants this over $20 million that he sees handed out to other players, you just got to go out there and make it happen. You got to go out there and make it happen. You have to earn your role. I don't think the Bulls are looking at Patrick Williams and saying, you got to average 16 points per game for us to give you $20 million. It's just that be consistent in what you do. Don't be passive P, right? Give us that consistent effort, offense, defense, and if you're going to hang your hat on defense, you got to be great defensively not to say that Patrick Williams has been bad defensively because he's never been a bad defensive player but if that's what what's going to be your calling card you have to
do more defensively. You have to be so good defensively that you can't be taken off the court because you offer such a benefit, right, over the players behind you. So this moves into an important season for Patrick Williams, a prove-it season for P. Will. Prove-it P. That's the name that we're going to call. That's the chant we're going to have when Prove-it P has good games, right? It just comes down to Prove-it P. Patrick got to prove it, and if he proves it, he's going to get his money. That's it. And ultimately, the Bulls have the right to match anything Either way, so, you know, as long as he doesn't get a crazy offer where the Bulls just don't see value, and even then, they may be forced to keep it just by the nature of assets and how it works in the NBA. But for right now, Patrick Williams got to come into the season with a lot on his shoulders, and he has to prove it in his role. Again, this is all being talked about within what his role is on the team. So that's my thought process. You guys can let me know what you guys think on everything down below if you're on the YouTube side, if you're on the podcast side. I'll tell you, as always, how to get your thoughts in towards the end of the show. But with that said, one last topic before we go today. I want to talk about how do we gauge success for the Chicago Bulls this season, right? And realistic success. Keep in mind, this was a team that that didn't get out the play-in last year. We know some things happened with that. We've made some improvements in some key areas, having now a player like Javon Carter to start the season, Kobe White being the starting point guard to start off as well, Torrey Craig being here, the strength of that bench, better player utilization per what Billy Donovan has talked about. But when you really look at this team, it's how do we judge a successful season for the Chicago Bulls? And it really de- de- depends on what your thing is. To me, that the Bulls can be a top six team in the Eastern Conference, right? Meaning that they avoid the play-in. To me, that is a, that is a that is a fairly good success for a team that was in the play-in the season before, right? And so, you know, and then we can talk about what they do in the playoffs as far as playing well, showing some progression and things like that. But I think if this team overall takes a step up and where they've improved in the margins and we see young players take a step up, that makes this, this season a solid success because at that point you're now Maybe you have your point guard going forward in Kobe White, right? And you don't you're, you don't have to ask that question anymore. Maybe Patrick Williams makes a step up to where you're like, okay, now we feel comfortable with him. One of the biggest things with this team that's a problem is that we have a, a lot of young players that that AK is drafted, but we don't we still have tons of question marks around those players and what they are going to be as far as the a foundational piece for this team going forward. So I definitely think that you know uh, being seated in the actual playoffs that has to come by a big a big stretch. Of, of being a successful season for the Chicago Bulls. Now, individual player success is another thing, but again, if you can get avoid the plan, be an outright playoff team, and put together a decent uh, you know, playoff series, right? Not meaning you gotta win it or anything, right? That then gives the front office enough to say, all right, now let's focus on filling the holes that we have on this team rather than still making moves to get us to become a playoff team. So I think that that is it. It's not necessarily about a, a number of wins. I do think this team can get, um, you know, I've said between 46 uh, and 48 wins, I think this team realistically can get in the way that they improved and maybe even more than that if the sum of the parts really come together in an unexpected way. But, you know, that's what I want to see from this team. So it's not really about, to me, a a, a number per se. It is in a way because I want them to get this, that six seed. But if they get that, I think you really do have to look at this at this season being a success for the team, right? And then so as far as, like, that's that. And then as far as, like, some concerns for the team heading into the season. One of the biggest uh, concerns I have for this team is while they took more threes, what are the percentages they're going to hit that at in turnovers, right? That was one, a big thing. The shot profile and limiting turnovers are big things that we saw that um, that reared their ugly heads kind of in, in the play, playoff, I'm sorry, the uh, preseason. So I want to see that as, as well. Like that's kind of a, a big concern is because if this team's going to gonna force, going to get turnovers and have a lot of turnovers on the offensive side of the ball, like I said, that really does change how well the Bulls play defensively. One of the reasons we were top five defense is because of we limited transition points by other teams. If you're getting turnovers, it's kind of hard to do that, right? Offensive rebounding 
seems like it's going to be, as long as it's a team effort, it seems like we're going to be pretty decent, right? Fourth uh, in preseason play as far as offensive rebounds. Not expecting that to hold true. Maybe it even may get better because we didn't play a lot of our starters, starters in second half of the game. But, you know, offensive rebounding as well, that's something that you really want to take a look at uh, for this team as well. So I think that ultimately that's the thing. And I think also we're probably going to see MV, not MV, oh, God, MVP, no, I, I jumped the gun on that one. I think we're going to probably see uh, all-star Zach Levine back again for the whole season. And health, let's just keep health. That's it. Let's just keep health going into the season. Season starts tomorrow, so you know what that means, guys. We'll have a pre uh, uh, a preview tomorrow on the daily episode of just previewing kind of the keys to the game, so to say. For that game, then we'll have the pregame, halftime hangout, postgame shows all live going down uh, tomorrow for the uh, start of the season. It's exciting times around Chicago Bulls Central, and I thank you guys for joining me along this journey, man. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag that goes down on Saturdays and Sundays, the number to do so, 773 773- 270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.